For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Hi, it's the Reading Bug. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and the latest book in the Looky Looky Little One series, Under the Sea, by Sandra Magsamon. Please support our sponsor by purchasing Looky Looky Little One Under the Sea and other books in this adorable series for toddlers at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. Hi, reader. We're back for another episode of Reading Bug Adventures, written, performed, and produced by The Reading Bug, our independent bookstore in California. Thank you so much for your continued support, especially during this challenging year. If you love Reading Bug Adventures, please consider supporting our family-owned small business this year with a Reading Bug Box subscription. Subscriptions are perfect for any occasion, birthdays, holidays, or for helping inspire a love of reading through the summer months. Reading Bug Box brings the special small bookstore touch right to your doorstep with a perfectly personalized selection of books, selected by me and our bookstore experts to match the unique age, interest, and reading level of each young reader. Subscribe today at readingbugbox.com. Or you can shop with us anytime at thereadingbug.com, where you can choose from millions of books, gifts, board games, recommendations from our staff, or even select custom care packages, handpicked with love. Thanks for all your support. And a big thank you, too, to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for every Reading Bug Adventures episode. And finally, thank you to our sponsors and to all of you for helping us continue to make this podcast. It takes a lot of time to write and record every episode and every song, and we couldn't do it without your help. A big hello to our newest patrons, Sylvius, Afton and Maddie, Ella, Eric, Lucas, and Logan, Thomas and Elise, Nina and her mom and dad in North Idaho, Avery and Ellis from Salem, Oregon, Sivan and Amalia, and Takeo and Merrick. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Okay, reader, are you ready for another adventure with me and the Reading Bug? Great! Then let's fly! It's time for a Reading Bug Adventure! It's a Reading Bug Adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Hi, reader. Over here. Thanks for joining me in The Reading Bug on another adventure today. Yeah, thanks. It's really great to see you. And I'm super excited to get going on our adventure. Hey, Lauren, did you wear waterproof boots today like I asked you to? I sure did. And I brought a pair for you, too, reader. I also brought two round pie pans like you asked me to. But I don't have any idea why we need them or where your magic book bag might be taking us. Maybe we're going on a dessert adventure. That would be yummy. But I'm not sure why we need these boots. Reader, do you have any guesses? Well, I'm sure wherever we're going, it's going to be incredible. It always is. Reading Bug, are you taking us on some kind of baking adventure today? 
That sure sounds like fun and really delicious. But I don't think we'll be baking anything today. Where we're going, we might get a bit of water, some bread, and a slice of mutton. Mutton? Yep, mutton. Why don't I tell you the names of some of the books in my book bag, and you can tell me where you think we'll be adventuring to? Okay? Okay. Okay. Let me see. Aha! Here, I've got the Ninth Nugget by Rob Roy, Sarah's Journey West by Nikki Shannon Smith, The Great Horn Spoon by Sid Fleischman, and Pedro's Pan by Matthew Leslie. A journey west, a nugget, a pan, and a great horn spoon. Those books don't seem to have anything to do with one another, Bug. I still have no idea where we're going. Can you help us out with another hint? Okay, okay. How about this? Our trip today is a golden opportunity for us to travel back in time to a unique moment in California's history. California's history. Hmm. So we are going back in time. On a journey to California, and we are taking round pans and wearing waterproof boots. Any ideas, reader? I'm not sure, but maybe. <gasps> Reading bug, are we going on an adventure to the California Gold Rush? Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly where we're going, Lauren. We need to travel back in time because the California Gold Rush began in 1848 and was over by 1855. But during this time. Nearly three hundred thousand people traveled to California to try to strike it rich by finding gold there, and today we'll be traveling there too. That sounds incredible, Reading Bug. How did the gold rush start? It all started when a carpenter named James Marshall was building a sawmill at Sutter's Fort in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountains, about one hundred forty miles from a sleepy little town of about one thousand people named San Francisco. He noticed a few flecks of metal in the water and recognized them as gold. He tried to keep it a secret, but the word spread quickly and triggered the California Gold Rush. Wow! Maybe we'll even strike it rich while we're there. Don't get too excited about finding gold today, Lauren. In Secret Agents Jack and Max Stalwart: The Race for Gold Treasure, the author says that miners had to work really, really hard to find gold. They mostly panned for gold by standing in the river and swirling gravel, dirt, and water around in a pan, like the ones I asked you to bring along today. If they were lucky. Gold flakes and sometimes nuggets would settle to the bottom of the pan, but most of the thousands of people who came to California to look for gold never got rich. Many of them lost all their money that they had spent to get there and wound up with nothing at all. Panning for gold may be hard work, but at least it won't be dangerous, right? Well, like all good adventures, we'll have to be on the lookout for danger. Back in 1848, California had lots of mountain lions, bobcats, rattlesnakes, and bears. There weren't highways, paved roads, or cars, so even traveling from place to place was treacherous. And there were lots of bandits who got rich by stealing gold and other possessions from the hardworking gold prospectors. There were also fights between the prospectors and the Native Americans who had lived in the Sierra Nevada foothills for hundreds of years before the gold rush. You mean we might face wild animals, bandits, and angry Native Americans today? <laughs> It's certainly possible, Lauren. But it's important to remember that Native Americans were in more danger than the miners during the gold rush. I read in the Race for Gold Treasure that many Native Americans were forced off their lands during the gold rush, and that silt and chemicals from prospecting killed a lot of the fish and animals that the Native Americans caught for food. Native Americans also caught deadly diseases from the miners who had traveled into their land, 
At least 100,000 Native Americans died during the gold rush. Oh no, that's awful reading bug. Yeah, if you want to know more about California's Native American Indians, you should read Adopted by Indians, a true story. It's a nonfiction book about Thomas Jefferson Mayfield, who spent his childhood living among the Toynumney Indians of California's San Joaquin Valley. Since we'll be looking for gold today, which sounds like pretty hard work, why don't we take a second to stretch out and get ready for our trip? Let's stand up, unless you're buckled into your car or tucked into your bed, and wiggle our fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect! Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Thanks for the stretches, Lauren. We're going to need to be stretched out for the hard work we'll be doing today. I read in, what was the gold rush that miners had to squat, kneel, or stand for up to 10 hours a day? They carried heavy buckets filled with dirt or water, shoveled gravel, moved rocks, and waded in waist-deep cold rivers, all in their attempts to find gold. 10 hours? Well, I guess if we end up striking it rich, it'll be all worth it, right? Oh, and one last thing before we go. Reader. Did you remember to bring paper and crayons with you today? On every adventure, we love to take time to draw pictures of all the things we see and do together. Just like illustrators who draw the pictures in the books we read, you can draw pictures of everything we experience. Draw anything you want at any time, and your illustrations will help you retell our gold rush story to your family and friends when we return. At the end of today's adventure, we'll take a bit of time to listen to music and draw our pictures together. But you're welcome to stop and draw at any time. Just press pause and press play again when you're ready to continue. I can't wait to see the gold mine of pictures you draw today. If you didn't remember to bring crayons and paper, don't worry. Just press pause or have a grown-up do it for you and get them now. The reading bug and I will wait right here for you. Okay, I think we're all ready to go. Off on another incredible adventure together. Magic Book Bag, take us back to the days of old when thousands of people went to California seeking gold. Maybe we'll find some gold dust before we have to say farewell and come back home with lots of great stories to tell. Look, reader, the reading bug is opening her book bag and it's growing bigger and bigger, big enough to fit us all inside. Oh, and look, inside the bag, I can see wagon trains pulled by oxen with families trudging along beside them clipper ships with square white sails on their three masts, and steamships heavy with people all on their way to California. I see men wearing flannel shirts, standing in water, and swirling pans filled with dirt and gravel, and dusty towns filled with dirty shacks and tattered tents. I also see redwood and pine forests, and golden meadows, quail, bald eagles, snakes, mountain lions, and bears. Don't forget all the new words swirling around in there. I see slickens, spangles, pyrite, motherlode, hornspoon, 49ers, placer gold, and more. Is everyone ready to go? Great! On the count of three, jump into the book bag with me. One, two, three, jump! Let's jump! 
Inside our book bag What will we find there? Imaginations run away What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag What will we learn about today? Here we go! The book bag is taking us up, up, up into the sky Floating over the clouds and mountains And look! My watch is counting backwards as we travel back in time We're going back more than 150 years But with the magic of the Reading Bug's book bag, and our imaginations, of course, we should be there in no time. Hey, look! I think we're getting closer! I can see the Pacific Ocean as we cross the Rocky Mountains and enter the hills at the foot of the Rockies. There aren't any highways or roads out here. No tall buildings, houses, swimming pools, or shopping malls. Just lots and lots of open land. That's because there weren't many people in California in 1849, Lauren. Before the gold rush, only about 100,000 people lived here, compared to nearly 40 million people that live here now. And look below us. It's an enormous field, but that field isn't green. It's gold. Reader, reading bug, we did it. We found gold, and a lot of it too. I don't think... Hold on tight. This bag is coming in for a landing. Oof. Wow. Listen. I'm listening, but... I don't hear anything at all. Exactly. It's so quiet out here. All I can hear are a few songbirds flying around outside the book bag. And you know what that means? No. What? It means that all the gold we saw is ours. There's no one else here. What are we waiting for? Let's get this adventure started and grab that gold. Everybody out of the bag. Hmm. This isn't what I thought I saw when we were flying overhead in the book bag. This field isn't filled with gold at all. It's full of... dried grass. The golden color of the grass made it look like the field was full of gold. I really thought we had struck it rich. I told you, Lauren. Even though hundreds of thousands of people set out to find their fortunes in California, finding gold required a lot of hard work. (laughs) Oh, now don't cry, Lauren. Our adventure has only just begun. Who knows what we'll see or find today? That wasn't me crying, Reading Bug. Look! There, at the end of the meadow, close to the stand of trees, is a giant oak tree. The tree trunk splits about ten feet off the ground, forming a Y shape. Do you see it? I do! And sitting right there in the middle of the split trunk is a man. He's wearing an old, dirty shirt and pants and some heavy-looking work boots. His arms look dirty, too, and he has a full head of messy black hair. And look, he's got an instrument. It looks like a violin on his lap, but he isn't playing it. He's holding his head in his hands, crying. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go see if he needs some help. Follow me. (laughs) Um, hello, sir. My name is Lauren, and this is the reading bug and our reader friend. We don't mean to interrupt you, but we couldn't help hearing you crying, and my friends and I wanted to make sure you were okay. Oh. Oh, you saw that, did you? Just a case of the gold rush blues, I'm afraid. Nothing to do about it but sit and weep. It's nice to have some company, though. (laughs) Have a seat. You folks Argonauts, too? Argonauts? Argonauts is people that are searching for gold. Are you here searching for gold? Seems everybody I meet is. Some luckier than others. Oh, no. We're adventurers. Well, 
I guess we're Argonauts, too, because we'd really, really like to find some gold. But we don't have the slightest idea how. Say, could you tell me what year it is? Why, it's 1849, of course. Oh, and where's my manners? My name is Isaiah Freeman, and it's good to meet you, Lauren. Reader, reading bug. Now, if you come out here looking for gold, you're in the right place. Only it seems I ain't got the slightest idea how to find it either. Where exactly are we, Isaiah? You're in a field. (laughs) Well, yes, we can see that, but... In California, just outside of a mining camp named Grizzly Gulch, up north a ways from San Francisco. Wait, did you say grizzly? As in grizzly bear? (laughs) Yes, I sure did, but there's no need to worry. The mining camp is named that because there used to be lots of grizzly bears roaming around here, but all the miners been shooting them so fast that no one's seen a grizzly for nigh on six months now. Why would the miners shoot all the grizzlies? Why? Grizzly bears are very scary animals. Haven't you ever seen one? They are much bigger and stronger than a man. And you know, a full-grown grizzly bear can stand eight feet tall, and they can run much faster than we can, too. Bears also like to steal our food, which is in real short supply around here. Oh! Grizzlies don't usually attack people, but they can. And when they do, they always win the fight. So when we see them, we kill them, just like that. Oh, now don't look at me like that. The miners use dirt near every part of the bear we kill. We make delicious bear stew out of the meat. We use the bear skins for rugs and blankets and for coats and vests so we can stay warm out here during the freezing winter months. And we even rub bear fat on our jackboots to keep the water out when we wade in the river panning for gold. Jackboots? What's a jackboot? Well, just take a look at the boots I'm wearing, see? Jackboots are like mine. They reach all the way up to the knees. I need these tall boots to keep me dry when I wade into the river looking for gold. Isaiah, I don't mean to be nosy, but you said earlier that you've got the Gold Rush Blues, and that's why you were crying. What are the Gold Rush Blues? Uh, Well, see, I think the best way to explain them is with this song I wrote. Want to hear? Well, I came out west to find my fortune, left my wife and child back home. I gone and worked myself to the brink of exhaustion Trying to find gold all on my own I wish I'd find a flake or a nugget I don't need no mother load Just enough to get me back to Sag Harbor I don't think I can make it much longer I just can't shake this bad, bad case of Gold Rush Blues Oh, the Gold Rush Blues gonna find you the gold rush blues gonna come Can't find no gold waiting in the cold But the blues you can't run from No, no You can try but you can't run away from the blues I ain't got no fortune, got no family But the gold rush blues got me there's brown dirt in my pan and blues in my soul, but I still ain't got no gold. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I came out west to find my fortune, left my wife and child back home. I gone and worked myself to the brink of exhaustion, trying to find gold all on my own. I wish I'd find a flake or a nugget, I don't need no mother load. Just enough to get me back to Sag Harbor I don't think I can make it much longer I just can't shake this bad, bad case of gold rush Oh, those minor 49er blues Makes sense to y'all now? I think so, yeah. But, Isaiah, if you want to go back home so badly, why don't you? Mm, that's easier said than done, Lauren. I left my home in Sag Harbor, New York when I lost my job on a whaling ship. The whaling business collapsed a couple years ago when other fuels like coal oil were discovered. Then in 1848, we started hearing rumors that people in California were stuffing their pockets with gold that was just lying on the ground. So when the owner of my whaling ship decided to carry passengers out west to California in 1849, I took my life savings and paid for a ticket. My wife Phoebe and my daughter Daisy pleaded with me not to go, but it was impossible to find another job nearby. So I went anyway. You mean you left your wife and child to come here to California? I had to. Don't you see? A man's got to make money to feed and house his family, and there was no money to be made in Sag Harbor. It took more than three months to sail around South America and reach San Francisco. And I've been out here in Grizzly Gulch for another 12. If there ever was gold lying around, it must have been gone by the time I got here. I've been panning for gold all year, and I've barely found enough to pay for my living expenses, let alone send money back home. Oh, so now I'm ready to admit defeat and go home. But I can't. Why not? Getting home costs money. And I got none. I have to buy a ticket to sail back home. I don't have any gold, and I used up all my money just getting here. And that, my friends, is why I'm sitting up here in this here tree. I don't understand. You don't have any money to go home, and that's why you're sitting in a tree? <laughs> well, this ain't just any tree. This here is a wishing tree. My daddy once told me that a tree with two branches that form a Y is a wishing tree. And then if you sit in that Y and make a wish... Your heart's desire will come true. I've been coming out here every day before I start panning and asking this wishing tree to help me find my way home. But it hasn't worked. And I don't think it ever will. Isaiah, you've got to think of Phoebe and Daisy. You can't give up on your dream. Raider, Breeding Bug, maybe that's why we landed here today, right next to the wishing tree, so that we could help make Isaiah's wish come true. <laughs> Well, I'm afraid my wish is too big for a couple of strangers and a bug to help make it come true. But I sure do appreciate your offer to help. Don't give up yet, Isaiah. Why don't we help you look for gold today? Who knows? We might just get lucky. And you can teach us a thing or two, too. We'd have to have a rare bit of luck to find enough gold for me to buy a ticket home with. But you know, I'd love your company anyway. It can be pretty lonely out here sometimes. And getting close to folks who want to beat you to finding the same gold that you're searching for is tough. If we start now, we'll get to my stake for noon. Great! Let's get started then. One last wish on the wishing tree before we go. 
I'm wishing that we all stay safe today and bring back some gold to show for all our hard work. Well, what are you going to wish for? Reader, do you have a wish for the wishing tree before we go? Great. Now then, follow me. We don't have much time to waste if we're going to find the mother load that'll buy me a trip back home. Reading bug, do you know what a mother load is? Most of the gold in California was found in hard rocks, usually quartz, with gold veins running through it. Some of the rocks made it to the surface where miners could find it on the land or in the water. Most of it was under the ground. A mother load is a huge deposit of gold that runs through quartz found in the foothills. Placer gold is the gold found on the surface, and load gold is the gold found under the ground. I hope you're fit for a long walk. I ain't got a carriage or a horse, and my claim's a fair way outside of Grizzly Gulch. Oh, Isaiah, every time you say grizzly, a shiver runs down my spine. Are you sure we're not going to run into any ferocious bears out here? Pretty sure, yeah, but no guarantees. Well, listen, Grizzly Gulch is pretty tame, all things considered. Hangtown and Murderer's Gulch are just up north from here. Hangtown? Murderer's Gulch? Sure. Suddenly, Grizzly don't seem so bad, does it? (laughs) Yeah, I guess it could be worse. Lead the way, Isaiah. Now, since y'all said you ain't from around here, let me tell you a few important things. First, stick close. There's lots of honest gold seekers around here trying to strike it rich through hard work and a bit of luck. But there's just as many trying to get rich the easy way by stealing gold and supplies from the honest gold seekers. The River Rush gang's been robbing pioneers left and right, and we don't want to run into them today. The River Rush gang? They sound dangerous. No, they are. But what can be even more dangerous is getting dehydrated out here. The sun will be bearing down hot in no time, so if you start to get a headache or feel dizzy, you let me know. Oh, yes, we know all about keeping hydrated, Isaiah. Don't we, reader? If we get thirsty, we'll just grab a sip of water. Not from the rivers or streams around here, you won't. That's the third rule. And maybe the most important. Don't drink the water. Don't drink the water? But you just said... I know what I just said. But the water around here is crawling with dysentery, or worse, like cholera. You got gold prospectors on every inch of this land, dragging their horses and livestock through the water, bathing, dumping garbage. The water may be the most dangerous thing out here, so don't drink it unless you get a chance to boil it first. Better yet, just grab a cup of coffee. Coffee? Ew! Everybody stop. Isaiah, what's going on? Shh. Not sure. But it sounds like trouble up ahead. Maybe the River Rush gang? Let's get off the main road here and walk through the trees instead. Just in case. Just in case? Just keep quiet and everything will be fine. Follow me. Reader, reading bug, look. Through the trees. I see a man and a woman on top of a horse-pulled carriage. But three scraggly-looking bandits are standing in front of them in the road. The River Rush Gang. Just keep walking quiet-like and we'll pass them in no time. If we're lucky, they won't pay us any attention at all. That's it, nice and slow. Hand down them tools to me. I think you've got more than this. 
What you hiding back there anyway? Is it gold? No, no, sir. We haven't got any gold at all. Just like everyone else out here, we're not finding anything these days. Then just show me what you got. Or do I need to make you show me? Isaiah, wait! We have to do something! I'm afraid the River Rush gang is going to hurt those people. We can't just walk away. I'm afraid it's every person for his or herself out here, Bug. If we stop to help, we might get hurt. No, please don't hurt us. But we have to do something, Isaiah. Reader, do you have any ideas? I think I have an idea. Look! Look? Where? Over there! I think I see something coming out of the woods that can help us help those poor people. Do you see? Oh, yes, I do see it. Or them. I see two somethings. They're brown and furry, and they're playing like children racing around and tussling with each other. But what are they, and how can they help us? They're bears, Lauren. Baby bears. Bears? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why did you say uh-oh, Isaiah? Mm, those cute little cubs are grizzly bears, Lauren. And where there's a bear cub, there's usually a mama. My thinking exactly. What better way to scare a gang of bandits than with a grizzly bear? Grizzly bear? But I thought you said grizzly bears were extinct. The last time anyone saw a wild grizzly bear in California was 1924. But we're in 1849, remember? And even though they were rare... Grizzly bears still lived here in 1849. And you wanna, what, lead that mama bear over to the River Rush gang? Exactly. Nope, 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 nope. We'd be lucky to escape with our own lives if we did that. A mama bear will do anything to protect her cubs if she thinks that they're in danger. So we need to keep quiet and stay put. No sudden movements, anyone. I'm getting unpatient waiting on you to show me what you got. What's a man got to do around here to get what he wants? No, no, please, no. This is all we got. We need to hurry up and help them. Reading Bug, I think Isaiah's right. I want to help too, but we can't put ourselves in harm's way. Maybe we need to stop and think of a better plan. One that helps keep us safe too. Exactly! As a matter of fact, while we all figure out what to do to keep ourselves safe from a mama grizzly bear and help the people who've been stopped by the River Rush gang, I think I'm going to pause our adventure right here. In just a few minutes, I'll play music for us to call her to, and we can illustrate the images of everything we've seen and done so far, and help think of ways to get out of this dangerous situation. Maybe you'd like to draw a picture of the wishing tree, where we first met Isaiah, or of the baby grizzly bear cubs frolicking in front of us in the field. Or perhaps you have an idea and want to plan our escape for us. Whatever you draw, I'm sure it will be amazing. When we return, hopefully we can get past both the bears and the gang of bandits and help Isaiah pan for gold. Who knows what dangers we may encounter along the way. But I know whatever happens, everything will turn out just fine because... When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through. 
just by being you. Thank you for joining us on our adventure today. And I can't wait to see you next time when we help Isaiah pan for gold. In the meantime, if you want to read more about the California Gold Rush, you can find a list of all the books in the Reading Bugs book bag at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. The Reading Bug and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. It's a Reading Bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and the latest book in the Looky Looky Little One series, Under the Sea, by Sandra McSalmon. Where is it? Hmm. Oh, oh, yes. I found it, I found it. Hi, Reading Bug. What did you find? Oh, hi, Lauren. I just found the seahorse holding an ice cream cone in this wonderful little board book, Looky Looky Little One Under the Sea. How fun. That book is part of a whole series of Looky Looky interactive board books, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. It sure is. The series is by Sandra Mag Salmon, and it's so, so, so much fun. I'd recommend it for any toddler, and for their parents, of course. Oh, and look, there's the octopus holding a purse. (laughs) Great job, Reading Bug. This looks like a wild under-the-sea adventure, perfect for wiggly toddlers who need more engagement during story time. Yes, you can purchase Looky Looky Little One Under the Sea and all the other books in this adorable series at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you so much to Sourcebooks for their support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, and Brandon Savage. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.